Hello and welcome to Words of Truth. Thank you for joining me today. You know, sometimes we wonder why troubles and tribulations have to come into our lives, right? I mean, we just want to live happy, trouble-free lives. Well, that's going to be the case someday for those of us who follow Christ. Jesus promised that he's preparing a place for us in heaven and that someday he's going to come again and he's going to take us to live with him in our eternal home. But until that day comes, Jesus said that in this world, you will have troubles. Well, we're living in a sinful world in rebellion against God, so why wouldn't we face troubles? <laughs> but for the follower of Christ, did you know that God uses our troubles to shape us and to form us and to prepare us for heaven? Today, let me give you some reasons why troubles are good for us. That's right. You heard me right. They're good for us. First, because troubles test our identity as Christians. Jesus told a parable in Matthew's gospel, chapter 13, verses 1 to 23, in which he describes several situations, and you can read the parable for yourself. But Jesus describes a farmer who goes out to sow his seed. And some of the seed fell on hard, packed-down soil, and the birds came and ate the seed. And some seed fell on ground that was rocky and where the soil wasn't very deep. And the seed sprang up, and the plant looked good at first, but as soon as the sun came up, the plant was scorched, and it died. Why? Because they didn't have a good enough root system. In other words, when troubles come along, he quickly falls away. Other seed fell among thorns and weeds, and the weeds grew up around the seed and choked it out. And that's talking about the worries of this life and the deceitful lies the world tells about what really fulfills a person in life. Uh, but then some seed fell on good, rich, deep soil. And it took hold and it grew a beautiful plant that produced a wonderful harvest. In other words, this is a person who stays connected with the source of life, Jesus. And he's not destroyed by what comes along in this life. I want you to notice that the only seed that survived in this parable was the one that landed on the good soil. And the only person who survives in this life is a true follower of Christ. Why? Because Christ gives us the nourishment and the support we need to get through the troubles that come our way. And so troubles identify us as Christians. Secondly, troubles end up testing our faith. Now, I know that sounds like a bad thing, but it really isn't. You see, God allows troubles to come into our life in order to drive us to him and to recognize that he's our source of strength in life. The Apostle Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that, listen to this, the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You know, I, I enjoy going to the gym and lifting weights. 
I do it mostly just to keep my body active and in a semblance of good shape. But but the thing about weightlifting is that the reality is that it breaks down the muscles in your body. That's right. It actually causes little tears in the muscle. Now, that doesn't sound like a good thing, does it? But it is because when the tears mend, you're left with a stronger muscle. And that's what troubles do in our life. Troubles end up making us stronger in our faith. And so we've learned that troubles test our identity as Christians and and troubles end up testing our faith. And then thirdly, troubles are a test of our purpose. James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kind. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, or another word you could use is purpose, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Now, I want you to notice that he talks about the testing of our faith. Troubles are a test. Yeah, it's a test that reveal our true convictions in life. And in turn, our troubles make us perfect and complete when we allow them to do their job. Let steadfastness have its full effect. Another reason for trials is to teach us to rely on God. Now, just think about it for a minute. If you didn't have any problems in your life, well, you might think you don't need God. But it's because that we have some problems in our life, that we're forced to recognize that we really can't get through life without him. Paul gives this testimony in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 to 11. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction that we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we feel that we felt that we had received the strength of death, the sentence of death. Sorry, let me read that again. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. You see, he was so burdened. He said that it was beyond his strength that they were forced to rely on God for strength to get get them through. You know, many times when life is going well for us, we forget that it's going well because God is blessing us. And then we start to think that it's going well because we're just so great. Well, God needs to remind us where our blessings are and where our strength comes from. And so trials teach us to rely on God, but but also we're tested so that it'll go well with us. God told Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 16, who fed you in the wilderness with manna that your fathers did not know that he might humble you and test you 
and do you good in the end. Other translation says, so that in the end it may go well with you. You see, God designed the test of the wilderness so that Israel might be disciplined to obey him. And so that through their obedience, they might receive the blessing from God. His design for them was to do good for them at the end of the trial. And it's for the same reason that he allows trouble to come into our life today. He wants to do good for us as a result of our obedience. Now, there are some people who don't pass the test. You know, there's a Greek word in the Bible used several times in the New Testament that talks about people who are tested, but they don't pass the test. For example, this word is used in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, where it says, But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. And it's used again in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 5 to 7. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test? I hope you will find out that we have not failed the test, but we pray to God that you may not do wrong. And there are several other places in the New Testament where it talks about what happens when people don't pass the test. And as I think about these concepts, I can only come to one conclusion. And that is that salvation is a gift from God, but if our life doesn't show evidence of God working in it, then it's likely that we've never received the gift. Troubles and the way we handle them is the evidence that we're saved. Thanks for listening today. I'll see you next time.